the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Joining me now as he does every Thursday at this time, Chris Siaccia, tech editor for thestreet.com. How are you, Chris? Good, Rob. How's it going this morning? Doing well. Um, you sent me two topics, and I think the, the one that's more interesting to me is the Activision Blizzard paying $6 billion for Candy Crush. I grew up on video games. Um, Activision was, uh, they had a game called Bird vs. Johnson, and uh, Larry Bird vs. Magic Johnson, and it was awesome. Maybe that was Electronic Arts. Um, but Electronic Arts and Activision are the only two that have been around for like 40 years. Why are they going out and buying Candy Crush? It's basically they've come to the realization that it's not just about, um, you know, Xbox One or PlayStation 4. There's there's millions and billions of dollars to be made on on smart devices. And considering that we've now seen, you know, the new Apple TV and the new Fire TV um, really kind of push into casual gaming, um, there's an opportunity for them to be on those platforms too. So it's it's a platform play for Activision. You know, Candy, uh, Candy Crush, which is owned by uh, King Digital, still a really good company. It generates a lot of cash. The stock hasn't performed so hot since it's gone public, um, but it's a cash generating machine, and it gives Activision you know another you know another way to boost revenues and another way to to get some cash on its books while it continues to figure out you know, how it's going to operate in, the, in this mobile environment. It's interesting because we're all looking for the mobile trade, and obviously Facebook figured that out a couple uh, years ago. They had no mobile, and now they're pretty dominant at mobile. Maybe the same thing's going to be said about Activision Blizzard because right now they only get about 5% from mobile games, and obviously if they can kick that up, there's, there's a category that can grow pretty quickly. Yeah, absolutely. It's always been a hit-based industry, um, and you've seen that with Candy Crush. It's still one of, if not the most popular game um, on iOS and Android, and it generates a ton of money. And that's sort of, that was sort of King's problem, is Candy Crush has become this big mega monster hit, and it wasn't able to de- really develop anything um, to the size and scope of that, even, you know, sequels like, uh, you know, to the first Candy Crush game. They still have, you know, 470 million, or a little bit more than 470 million people who use its products every month. So it's, you know, this this big conglomerate game um, and it gives Activision another way to, you know, exploit it while they continue to figure out, you know, the intellectual property for, uh, you know, to move into mobile and to see if they can build a, uh, you know, another mega hit like Candy Crush. It's humorous that we're talking about this because I don't think anyone really thinks about this um, as being legit. 
but Minecraft, if you have a kid in elementary school, every kid in elementary school is playing Minecraft. And uh, that's owned by Microsoft now. And Electronic Arts has the Plants vs. Zombies company. So these big companies are spending huge dollars to get into the platforms uh, that are dominant with kids. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned Minecraft, and I think it's interesting. My, everyone kind of questioned why is Microsoft going out and buying uh, the maker of Minecraft, but they paid $2.5 billion, which, if you look at this Activision King Digital deal, is peanuts, especially when you consider that fact that Microsoft has $90 billion of cash on its books. It's like a drop in the bucket. It's like they found change sitting under the sofa, and they went out and bought Minecraft. And Minecraft is this hugely enormous popular game, and it can be exploited a million different ways. There's talks to have a movie. It's going to be uh, thrown into Microsoft's upcoming virtual reality headset, the HoloLens. You know, games, uh, TV, clothes. There may be a TV show down the line. So there's a million different things you know that Microsoft c- can do with this, and considering how important this demographic is uh, to get users and to, to expose them to other products, it's a cheap way to, you know, to have that user base. And, it, you know, considering these games are pretty profitable, it's good business, too. Now, would you have enough courage to potentially pick up shares of Zynga, thinking that they may be next to be picked up? I've gone back and forth on Zynga. I think Zynga's sort of, you know, past its prime at this point. I think if, you know, if I was an investor... I think I'm looking at about, you know, two dollars, two twenty, two thirty, maybe in that range for Zynga, because they own the building in San Francisco, which has just become this enormous, um, huge asset for them. And then anything that they could possibly ever do, when it comes to turning around the games business, is is uh, is all gravy. So if they can ever actually figure that out, you know, you know, maybe it's like a cheap call option. But I, I think I, for my investing dollar, I think there's there's money to be spent elsewhere. Let's talk Facebook and their numbers that they reported last night. Anything stand out to you? Everything. They are just an absolute monster at this point. It's a, it's a runaway freight train. It's like watching um, Jim Brown from the 1960s run through defenses. You know, if you're a football fan, you remember Jim Brown. He would just obliterate you know defenses, and that's what Facebook is like when it comes to advertising and especially mobile, they are gobbling up share from everybody. Uh, they haven't even really figured out how to monetize video yet. They just turned on Instagram. WhatsApp is coming probably next year or 2017. Then they have Oculus and virtual reality down the line even further than that. They are a legitimate runaway freight train, and there probably is no other company um, out there that's more exciting um, than maybe Apple you know, than Facebook is right now. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. One over one billion users daily. That's just mind-boggling. And people are. Here's the downside. I saw earlier this week that people are posting less content. Now the upside is that Facebook doesn't have to create the content, but people are are posting less content. I know that's true about me. I'm much more of a lurker than I am of a content creator. Um, do you think that could get them into trouble down the road? Potentially, but I mean, I saw that story too in the journal as well. Um, but it's a, I think it's you know a small user base that that was surveyed. You, like you mentioned, they have a billion people using it every day, and a billion and a half people using it every month. And when you think about it, they're really not even in India yet. You know that that runway is just starting, and they're not in China. Um, you know they they kind of talked about how they do have Chinese brands advertising to people, but as far as the user base, 
you know, those are two incredibly, incredibly populated countries. You know, you're talking about maybe a third of the world's population in those two countries that they really don't have a presence yet. So, you know, maybe there are some people here in the U.S. that are slowing down on their hosting and and maybe just consuming more. Um, But there's this huge, enormous user base that has no access to the service. And once those come online, which, you know, probably will happen in the next, you know, three to five years, um, maybe even a little bit sooner, depending upon how the governments work, um, you know, I I suspect that'll be just, you know, a a non-issue. I see in your story that you wrote, I'm speaking of Chris Siaccia, the tech editor for TheStreet.com, 8 billion daily video views. How is that possible? I mean, if they've, if they've got a billion users a day, that means a, a, every user is watching 8 videos? It's a little bit of a fuzzy math, and it all comes down to the fact that, you know, a lot of people count video views very differently. Facebook counts a video view as, okay, if I see it for three seconds, and a video, if I'm on my news feed and a video is playing, I may not necessarily be watching it, but if a, a video is playing for more than three seconds, they count that as a view. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's incredibly impressive user growth, but you need to break it down a little bit and see, okay, well, maybe, you know, it's not an apples-to-apples apples comparison between what a, a user is worth on YouTube versus what, you know, um, a user is doing on Facebook. But still, even though, I mean, even with that in mind, you know, the numbers are incredibly impressive, and advertisers are drooling all over themselves for that kind of audience. Yeah, and uh, taking a look at Facebook stock hits an all-time high. It, you think the, from listening to the conference call, you think Zuckerberg still has some uh, tricks up his sleeve for the future? Yeah, I mean, they talked about Instagram, which is just starting to to ramp up in terms of, you know, generating revenue. They said, you know, Instagram is not competing against Facebook, so sometimes there might be some spending that gets shifted from Facebook to Instagram, but then they also talked about how there was a, a, an ad campaign on Instagram that did really well and then was retargeted on Facebook and then blew up. So you, you've seen you know, the synergies between both platforms. So once Instagram really starts to start generating revenue, it'll take it away from other places, maybe like a Twitter or uh, you know, unfortunately some of the media companies that are struggling right now. Um, and then you have WhatsApp down the line. That really hasn't generated any money. And then we'll see what happens with virtual reality and Oculus. Oculus has been, you know, in the news a lot recently because of a conference, you know, and, and unveiling some new headsets. So we'll see what happens down the line. But, yeah, Mark and his team have definitely have a lot of levers to pull. Thanks very much. It's Chris Siaccia, tech editor with TheStreet.com. You can find him at TheStreet.com. Now back to UCFP, Chad Burton. Any thoughts on uh, companies like Facebook? Um, no, I mean, there's there's ways for people to get a, a piece of everything. I mean, you get some of these companies out there, you got the high grower, like Amazon in terms of revenue, not necessarily a lot of profit. And then you got some of the old tech names that are looking more value-oriented, like even Cisco with the Internet of Things, right? I mean, you can get a big piece of that. One of the uh, ETFs that I own is XLK that I and my clients own, and in it, you got to look at the weightings, though, because it's a real Apple mover. It's 14% or so in Apple, about 5 almost 6% in Facebook these days. But it's also got a little bit of Verizon and Cisco and Visa in there as well. Um, why Visa's in there as a tech company is because of the auto payments, right? It's really more of a financial, but it's it's a technology play as well. I don't think um, it's financial at all. I think it was a retail transaction play. Yeah, that's where like, the technology piece comes from. That's why it's in the tech uh, ETF. 
Um, so I love technology and healthcare. It's one of the areas that has high enough revenue growth to support future gains. I wrote about Visa in our recent newsletter. You can find it at robblack.com. You can sign up for it at robblack.com. While there, you can also jump in and uh, learn a little bit more about the Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning event tonight in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. You can sign up at robblack.com at 6.30 to 9 tonight. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.